Hey everyone, welcome to Roehampton Lawcast. This is episode 10. My name's Mehreen and today I'm joined with Amy. And we're back to start our first episode of the second semester, which is going to be on online networking and virtual law fairs. We are um, back on Zoom, so if it sounds funny, that's why. But obviously we're in a lockdown, which is why we're going to do a um, episode on online networking because now is the time where you can really utilize everything and get the most out of being locked in. So for online networking what is the best way to do it? I think LinkedIn is the best platform for online networking. Everyone um, loves LinkedIn. LinkedIn is definitely. it. <laughs> definitely. LinkedIn is a great place to start. It gives you a really tailored feed with links to virtual events um, you can have an exposure to different chambers and law firms you can reach out to training solicitors and junior barristers um, and you can also really get the best out of it in terms of virtual networking by just sending a message across to a training solicitor and asking them about their experiences and how to get a training contract or a pupillage um, yeah, I have actually done that quite a few times, no shame in it, um, because when I'm filling out applications for firms, obviously at the moment there aren't really events, there aren't law fairs where you can go and just meet the people, because at the law fairs there would be in person, there would be grad recruitment, there would be trainees there for you to just chat to, and obviously with that being taken away, you have to be a little bit more um, sort of intentional with it so i've connected with people that are trainees at firms i'd like to apply to sometimes they're happy to look over your application sometimes they're happy to answer questions but i mean the worst they can say is no so i think definitely put yourself out there and get just a little bit more involved it really shows that you are interested and committed to the to getting the role yeah absolutely no, i completely agree with that and I think people often hide on the internet, like on LinkedIn, there's so many people that will post about how like, oh, I'm so grateful to get XYZ role. And you're thinking, I haven't got anything. Like, I feel like I shouldn't even be on here. Um, but those type of people, they're not all like that on LinkedIn. I think it's what I'm trying to say. And there are people that will give you a helping hand. Like there are so many people at the moment, solicitors, barristers who are locked in. Obviously, we're all in the same situation. They've got actual time on their hands. They're more than willing to help. Absolutely. And I've seen so many posts on LinkedIn recently um, about reaching out. Like there can be a lot of barristers and solicitors talking about the students that should genuinely just reach out to them because they're happy to help. So I think if you've got that sort of stuff on your feed and also just generally if, if people are telling you, look, we're happy to sit here and have a, a read through to your of your application and stuff, that really does make a difference in when you want to well whether you want to reach out as well but definitely definitely just take the leap absolutely and um, moving on to sort of more event less sort of driven by yourself more put on events if that makes sense legal cheek are having a lot of um sort of webinars that usually end in a uh, virtual networking setup absolutely i think that setup is incredible um i was on their virtual vac scheme last year um and they had the one-to-one -one five minute networking in which you could actually meet the people who were on delivering the sort of seminars on the particular thing and you can meet with them afterwards and talk to them for like five minutes about getting an insight and then they'll be like oh why don't you join link with me on, why don't you send me a message on linkedin um and some of them uh, would even be like oh why don't we talk about this more later you can join the booth so 
I that was just an incredible experience, honestly. And you just you were able to network with so many people at who were like basically on the same level as you, most of them. So they're all law students and, and, you know, they're also going through this lockdown and they could relate to your experiences. And I think that was really a great way to get started. The thing is with um, that sort of event, you have to go with purpose. So if you're doing a one-to-one -one, um, five minute networking, I can understand how that can sound really, really daunting. And, you know, you don't really want to be staring at a blank screen with somebody on the other end being like, is anyone going to talk now? So you have to go with a little bit of preparation. And um, even if you don't really feel that confident to start talking, basically you just have to do it because nobody's going to be like, oh, that's so funny. They asked a silly question. I promise you no one's going to say that. So even if you just ask, you know, how has COVID affected you? How is, you know, how is your journey? Blah, blah, blah. People love talking about themselves. So if you just leave a big open question, you can take bits out of that and it will probably lead to a more sort of organic conversation. Absolutely. Yep. hundred percent. And I think a lot of the time when, when people are like afraid to ask certain questions, the other person sort of knows what you're trying to say. So they'll definitely help you out. You're not going to be just there stuttering like, Oh, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but a lot of the times they'll get an inkling about what you're trying to uh, ask them and they'll be more than happy to help. I think that's what I've had in my experiences personally. Yeah. And the people that go to these events, like the ones that the firms or the chambers or whoever put out to these networking events are not going to be nasty people. If you actually think about it, why would they do that? Why would they put like their, their nastiest, most antisocial, you know, lawyer or barrister or whoever? I'm not saying they're out there, but I'm sure, you know, people are less chatty. Um, why would they put those people out there? They want to give off a good vibe of their firm. They want to really attract people and make people think they're really friendly and, you know, um, attractive to trainees so they're always there to help they're never ever there to catch you out I think that's something that I always have to like remind myself like if I ask something stupid they're not going to be like well you're never going to work at this firm because you said there's something stupid it's all a learning curve yeah absolutely I think with the webinars as well just like you're not necessarily the networking up afterwards but the webinars if there's if there's something of interest to you so for example i'm going to be attending the sustainable business and the law one in february um so the first week of feb and uh if it's something of interest i think a lot of the time you get a lot more insight when it's people in that particular area talking about it i think reading it is one thing and reading articles is one thing but when people are talking about it and then a lot of the time they talk about it in a way that you're going to understand it so you don't think that oh i'm going to go to the webinar and i have no idea what it is or what but even if you've got a small interest in it you're definitely going to get something out of it regardless yeah and these webinars are actually really really good for um, applications because the people that speak you can then name drop them in your application if you're obviously applying to that firm um, and you can say like I really enjoyed hearing XYZ speak about this because blah blah and it just gives you like a whole paragraph to show that you're more engaged than just reading the website and really it is a very little energy to us to log on and just sit there behind a screen if you think about how much energy it would have taken you know trek into central london put on a nice suit um sit there all yeah. day pay for your own travel all of that stuff now it's literally being handed to you and it's really really important that we all take advantage of it again moving into something that is a little bit more interactive there are virtual internships available, increasing numbers, actually, I think. Maureen, have you done one yourself? I have done the Bright Network one. So the commercial 
aware no the commercial law internship that bright network ran i think six months ago in july um they then ran another one in december and i think they're going to be running another one so in the next couple of months so there's that internship was also really great it was similar to the legal cheek fact scheme one actually um in terms of like people uh, barristers and, and solicitors coming on and talking about certain areas of the law um, but actually it was a lot more interactive in in the way that we had to make a plan and we had a case study to do and work towards and then share that and you weren't going to get your certificate until you had someone mark that case study so that was definitely a great part of it because it was so practical in that sense and so that case study, is that, do you reckon that's the kind of thing that you'd be doing in like assessment centres, like that sort of practice? Absolutely. I think they try to make it as close to the real thing as possible with, being, with it being virtual. So having that sort of knowledge that I've done this and that even having it saved onto your um, laptop and having like a flick through it whenever you want to go if you ever do get called to an assessment center i'm sure you will so that sort of experience is going to help you anyway because it was it was they tried to i think mimic the as much they tried to mimic it as much as they could to reality mm. yeah i've done um an inside sherpa one i think it's called where the different like firms basically set up their mm -hmm. own internship so i did the link latest one um, and it's set up like in modules so you have to like make a presentation like do research and it's like I think it's mimicking again like what you'd be doing at sort of like a VAC scheme obviously a much scaled down version but mm -hmm. providing the essential building blocks for the bottom because I know when I've been to an assessment centre I got there um, and I was completely out of my depth no idea what was going on um, couldn't do the case study I mean obviously I tried my best but in hindsight absolutely awful um, so having this just base of experience and just knowing what's going to come up absolutely invaluable and you know you're not going to lose anything even if you do rubbish it doesn't you know it doesn't negate anything it's only positive well in hindsight do you think if you had had the opportunity to do this virtual internship before going to the assessments and you'd be done much better at the case study yeah 100 percent. never seen a case study before in my life so you can imagine my face when i was handed this like bunch of documents and they were like you have half an hour to provide advice honestly <laughs> i don't recommend that to anyone yeah I just, it was really similar when i did the bright network thing they gave like they gave you a case study and then like you've got um well they gave us 12 hours obviously because it was online um and then like next morning at 9 a.m you need to find yourself a partner to do it with and it was actually quite amazing the way that people came together on that bright network internship because i think there were so many whatsapp um groups that were circling that people uh, people were like oh i'm on the internship too and then you had to find a partner to work through it on and um yeah it was it was really incredible i think i met someone who was like doing their LPC at the University of Law and um, they're the ones that I, I sort of swapped my plan with and we had to mark it critically but it was something that I'd never done before and doing it definitely gave me an insight into what a case study actually is so that if I did end up um, having to look at one again I wouldn't quite fail I hope. Yeah I agree I also think like meeting the people on these sort of things is really important because in 10 15 years like these law students are going to be lawyers and i think yeah. networks in law cannot be overstated i've met some really really great people through um like legal cheek events um bright network events 
that have you know they've really supported me through doing applications it's just nice to have somebody to like bounce ideas off of and especially in this sort of like virtual world it's quite easy to feel quite isolated um but to have somebody even outside of your university cohort i think is really good to give you a bit of a broader idea absolutely and um yeah this is invaluable um so mo moving on to the the next thing which is law fairs uh Roehampton is having their own online law fair on the 3rd of February which the link will be in the episode description uh yeah so you have to sign up uh via the link that we're going to attach it's on Hopin, if any of you have heard of that it's going to happen from 12 until 3 so it's only three hours on February the 3rd which is this Wednesday coming up We've got quite a few different people coming in that you can chat to about the law, their journey, paths after uni. So we have got some barristers, we've got some people from the University of Law, from the Law Commission, and we are having a panel in the last hour. So um, those are people that are really experienced in their field and that are going to talk and then we can ask them questions. So that is a really, really valuable source to get information. Regardless of where you think you want to go with your law degree, I think these people have so much business, so much legal experience that it would be a waste to not not capitalise on this opportunity. Absolutely. And I think, again, with what we've been talking about, online events, you really just have to log in and turn up and you're going to get such a wealth of experience from just listening to these people. Um, and I know from attending last year's law fair, which was in person, but um, we had a similar lineup and the advice that they were giving was amazing because in turn then I realized I never know I never knew what the law commission was like before that and we sort of spoke about it in one of our modules but having someone who was a intern who was a researcher there um really helped to understand like that's another pathway you could do like it's not just a solicitor and a barrister um there's things that you can do after your law degree that don't have to be the LPC the bar or a pupillage or a training contract I think that's absolutely a good thing to take away from it because when you're in obviously doing your LLB and you're researching it, whatever, there is only sort of the training contract, pupillage, failure, to put it bluntly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But there are actually other routes and I think this is something I've really learned from the virtual events and people discussing their routes to the law. There is no right or wrong way. Like, as much as anybody might want to tell you there is, there is not. You know, people paralegal, people work for the Law Commission. Um, people do legal secretary, legal assistant, they might do business admin, you know, you've got such a long, long, long career. And these people that are coming to speak specifically at our Roehampton Law Fair have had those long careers. So speak to them, what experience have they had? Can you sort of mimic that? Maybe if you discuss it with them, they'll have some connections that they'll be happy to sort of link you in with. Because people at law fairs, as I said before, are happy to help. Like, don't feel like, you're burdening them or whatever. If they don't want to, they'll just say no, and no one's a loser there. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and if you're coming with the goal to get something out of it, then make sure you're researching into the attendees and tailoring your experience for your personal goals. So, like, they're here to speak to you, and you only have like an hour or, or so with maybe because we've got an hour panel in the evening, in the afternoon. Um, but it's only a three hour event. So you've only got that much time to definitely ask these people the questions you want to ask and what you want to get out of it personally. Yeah, like I said before, come with a bit of purpose, come with a bit of planning. For the Roehampton Law Fair, on our Instagram, we have published who will be in attendance. So you can do a bit of background looking, researching, 
get the most out of it. Otherwise, you know, if you don't want to do that, you can just come show up and listen. But I think it will be the best um, if you do a bit of research and know what you want to get out of it yourself. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. Remember to follow the link in this episode's description for signing up to the Lawfare and Roehampton's Legal Cheek page will also be linked for more updates on Legal Cheek webinars. That's it. That's it from from us today. See you next week. Bye. Bye.